Welcome everyone to Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio, episode number 42. On this edition, we will review NFL Week 1 action. We will preview NFL Week 2 with updated power rankings and our weekly picks. We will preview the big boxing match, Gennady Triple G Golovkin versus Saul Canelo Alvarez, this Saturday, September 16th. And, last but not least... The epic return of a great broadcaster. Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio episode number 42 begins right now. Jokes already know that they in too, so you better come in tune in. Cause you know what this about. Gonna make you scream and shout with all the nasty news. This the dynasty, cause you don't know the breaking rules. Telling you what it does, giving you the insight. And best believe they're doing it right every day and every night. Only question is, yo, is you ready to take flight? Greetings, greetings everyone, and welcome into Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio, episode number 42. What's good? Your host, Blake Polanski, hanging with you. How's it going, everybody? I know exactly what you're thinking. You're thinking, but Blake, this can't be Global Dynasty, Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio. That's not the theme song. Well, I mean, technically, if you listen to it, it's got our name in there. It's got our hosts in there. It's us. Just a brand new theme song. Now... To pull back the silver curtain just a little bit, go behind the fourth wall, so to speak. I've had that theme song done for a year now, and there's a reason for that, but I'm not here alone today. That's right, everybody. We got a big grand return for you, making his big return to Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio, my good friend, my confidant, my co-host... And just a great broadcaster in his own right, making his grand return, Taylor Johnson. What's going on, my friend? What's going on? What an intro. Hey, Man. hey, I, I, people tell me I'm good at what I do. Hey, I, you are. I, I gotta be, I gotta be good all the way around, man. I'm well-rounded. You should get a raise. Hey, tell, tell that do to... Do we get raises here? Uh, do well, we're not getting paid yet, but hey, that's, uh, that's, anyway. yeah, that, that's the end game, man. Hey, 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 we'll talk after the show. All right, sounds good. We'll check check must be in the mail. Sounds good. Let's, we don't want to go behind that fourth wall. Shut up. Anyways, oh. how's life been, man? How you doing? Oh, not, not too bad. Wisconsin's treating me good, as usual. Does Wisconsin really treat you good for being a Vikings fan? You sure about that? Okay, that part, no. Nah, nah. No, nobody, but, nobody egging your house or anything, or like slashing your tires, or no, because no, no when vandal, we moved no into van, this, no vandalism. Not yet. Uh, when we moved into this place, I thought about putting up like a big Viking flag, but I don't, it's a good neighborhood. 
So I don't think Until, anybody would do anything. Until you put but... up that Viking flag, it's a good neighborhood. Then the good neighborhood, right, no. Oh, no, the good neighborhood goes great then. A little just, bit of purple and gold will do this neighborhood of justice. He's just, if everybody just let it be known. Taylor is already poking the devil in the ass with a stick. He's just poking, what was that? He's just poking him with a stick and just going, come on, bite me, go ahead. There was that guy, I think it was last year, like down by Milwaukee, that had that big Viking inflatable that some crazy Packer fan decided to slice up with a knife and then slice the guy that owned it. So I don't, I'm not saying like anybody would do that around here, but I'm not risking that quite yet. You don't want to risk the crazy, man. You ever There's seen enough that? crazy. I was going to say, I mean, uh, uh, no, no, not going there. No, no, no. Might as well, no. Uh, no, Wisconsin, we love you. Nope, I'm not going there. I, I used to have this what the old hell joke. You, oh, what we, <clears throat> let's see right now. I used, I used to rag on someone I used to know who, who was a Packer fan. But we are no longer friends for a stupid reason, so I will not give them that satisfaction. Wisconsin, we love you. Just, just do me one favor. Treat Taylor and his family good, okay? You know we don't, we don't need you slashing his tires, egging his house, throwing paint cans or bricks through the window, Molotov cocktails, that nonsense. We don't need none of that. All right, all right. Let's let's treat him all right. You know. If it gets that crazy, I'm going across the river to Minnesota. I don't need that. Wow. Hey, people hey, are that we'll welcome you and your family with open arms. We got room. Come across the river, man. We got you. No, because Minnesota people are crazy drivers. Okay, hold on. All right, all right. I was going to start us here, but hold on. Hold the phone. What? All right, everybody. I got a question for y'all. Let's be honest here. Crazy drivers. People are crazy everywhere you go. It doesn't matter. No, it, no. No, no, I will not no. let this go. No, absolutely not. People it seems are like crazy when they when they everywhere. cross when I see these cars with Minnesota plates cross into Wisconsin, all they're doing eighty over the speed limit seems like apparently their blinkers don't work over here. Tailgating everything. I don't know. I don't I'm just have saying. the energy not as bad right as, now. Okay, I'll argue. end it with this. I'll end it with this. They're not as bad as Illinois drivers. I okay. I'll give you that. I've driven through Chicago before, uh, visiting a friend. Took a road trip. Had to go through Chicago. Had to go through basically the damn heart of Chicago. No, I mean, for lack of a better word. But man, I'll give you that. Drivers, they're not not very good. Oh, this is this is quickly turned into the, the Blake and Taylor driving school show. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, you know what? I should have muted myself there, Illinois. I, we're we're just kidding. We love I'm that. I'm that. All right, all right. Taylor is not kidding. I am kidding. Direct uh, yeah. your anger. It's fun. It's direct all Direct your fun. anger eastward, okay? Or wait, well, Illinois. Okay, so that would actually be northward or northwest. They, they should know where it is. They always come vacation in the Northwoods in Wisconsin every summer. All right. Well, you, you know you know which way to throw your Molotov cocktails. Wait a minute. I just said that you shouldn't do that. All right. I'm getting confused here. All right. All right. All right. All right. Before I incite 
some sort of sports fanatic war up in this bitch. I'm going to stop. I'm going to reel us back in. What's going on, everybody? You're listening to Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio, episode number 42. Thanks for hanging with us tonight. We are back, and we are back with a vengeance. I know. I know. I've been lackadaisical in episodes and whatnot. I've been trying to pump them out. I just... I've had some stuff going on and whatnot. I got an incoming new pet on Friday. I'm pretty pumped about that. So I'm making sure to get these episodes out on time because you know what? That pet may come in and make noise on the microphone. I'm going to apologize ahead of time. But, hey, my home is their home. But until then, we are here for you, and let's get the opening spiel out of the way, and let's get rolling with this. As always, you can contact us in many ways. Email BlakeGlobalDynasty at gmail.com, TaylorGlobalDynasty at gmail.com. Email us with your comments, questions, concerns, anything that you want to talk about, even if it's off topic. It can be on topic about something we talked about, something that we didn't, or just something totally irrelevant in general. We will respond to it live on the air. If you want, you can call in and talk to us directly. If you got Skype, if you don't have Skype, download it. If you have Skype, sign into your account. Uh, type in Global Dynasty STR. should pop up right away. Give us a call while we're live on the air. And you can, and you can co-host with us live, directly, talking to one of us. Or, well, actually, both of us, technically. Or they can just tell one of us to shut up and they say, oh, I don't want to talk to you. Hey, that's fine by me. Wouldn't be the first time for me somebody said that. Yeah, no kidding. Won't be the last either. You're <laughs> yeah. going to hurt my feelings. Yeah, no kidding. But we got thick skin. Come at us with anything that you could possibly want. Want to talk about something that we have talked about? Or you want to talk about something that we haven't talked about? Maybe we're planning on covering it, but you're just, you know, you're just one step ahead of us. That's all right. Be Call in, Skype Global Dynasty STR, Skype in, be a co-host for a couple of minutes, and join the party with us. Facebook, facebook.com slash Global Dynasty STR, our main hub for everything that we do. All of our sporting news, breaking news, the brand new interactive rankings that we got going on. We got MMA and boxing rankings going on. They're a bit buried right now. If you want me to bump them up, I'll bump them up the feet a little bit. Just let me know, and I'll find them for you. I'll bump them for you guys, no problem. We also got a couple of different interactive things that I got brewing a little bit. I haven't even told Taylor about them yet because I still haven't figured out how to do it, but we got some big things coming for you pretty soon. Just I can't give too many details right now because everything's not in a row, and you guys know me. I don't like doing anything until I have everything straightened out. But it's coming at you. Don't worry about it. Just let me get it going a little bit first, and you guys will be the first to know. Lastly, also, with all of our episodes, you can find them at facebook.com slash globaldynastystr. Also, with our episodes, lastly, but surely not least, our SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash globaldynastystr. You can find all of our entire catalog up at your disposal, 50-plus episodes that we've done, the 42 episodes in numerical order, like this one, episode 42, plus all of the special editions that we've done, 50-plus episodes, hours and hours of audio at your leisure, at your fingertips, in your ears, for your enjoyment. 
share this with your friends, your coworkers, your family, just somebody that you're passing on the street. Share the radio show, the podcast, the broadcast that you guys love and that we love giving to you. Let's build Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio together, shall we? All right. Kind of stumbled through that one a little bit, but hey, I got you guys the information, didn't I? Like I said earlier, I'm good at what I do. But hey, even the best of us stumble occasionally, don't we? Ah, well, what can you do? Taylor, let's jump right into it. This week, everybody, we got no news for you. I know our news is the first topic that we, the first thing that we normally go in, the first segment that we got. But nothing really blew our skirt up this week, like I said. And this is the thing. If we, catch some, if we don't catch something that you guys catch that you want us to talk about, please do. Please share it with us, and we'll go back to it, no problem. But let's go with the elephant in the room, Taylor. NFL Week 1 is in the books, and man, was I excited. You got going on from your first Thursday game that was gangbusters to the big Sunday games, Monday night games that the last game ended on the very last play, what an exciting week. Before we get into the games, what was your overall thoughts on NFL Week 1? Uh, it seemed kind of goofy, I guess. I don't know. It was what lack it, for a what, better term. What makes you say that? Teams that were supposed to win that you thought were quote-unquote elite really didn't seem quote-unquote elite. And I know it's only Week 1, and I know it's only the first game, but it's just some... There are some teams out there, <clears throat> Patriots, that just seem to fall flat on their face. And I don't know if, in New England's case, if it was the big celebration of the Super Bowl and everybody talking about the 28-3 to and this and that, but uh, maybe Kansas City is better than we all thought. I don't know. But there were some, it, just, it seemed goofy. There were some blowouts. There were some weird comebacks, like in Detroit and Arizona. Um, you had players playing that we didn't think would play the way they did, like is in Alex Smith and uh, my boy Sam Bradford. So it was exciting. Um, there was no lack of excitement at all. Um, it was fun to get back into the flipping back and forth from channel to channel, uh, checking fantasy scored. Like I'm, I will admit, I am insane when it comes to fantasy every two minutes i am checking my team and that's like same here probably every 30 seconds to be honest <laughs> same here and uh, i got i got three teams one that i actually really truly care about the other two are just kind of whatever but i was constantly checking during the noon games during the late afternoon games and getting so upset my bench was outperforming my starters at points. Uh, the one league that I really cared about, I was getting blown out of the water until the Viking game. Thank you, Delvin Cook, Kyle Rudolph, and Adam Thielen. Um, but, no, it was, I mean, it, it's so great to get back into this NFL mindset, this NFL mode, get back into the swing of things. So, I mean, it's awesome. All right, well, we got we we talked about uh, the things that we want to cover. We're not going to cover every single game that would make this show a two-hour show with the rest of the stuff we got going on. And Taylor's got to get up for work at five in the morning. So uh, I mean, technically, I could just add on to the show and I could just do the second half on my own. But 
uh, this is a two-man show. Taylor is as much a part of the show as I am, so we got a couple of games here for you. First up, Thursday Night Football, Chiefs at Patriots. Now, Taylor, the first thing that anybody should have noticed. Now, I know. I get it, everybody. I get it. The Patriots lost. Oh, my God. The, the sky is falling. The roof is caving in. The Patriots lost. No, 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 no. We'll get to that. The first thing that jumped out to me was Alex Smith, the gunslinger. Hot damn. He was taking it to the Patriots all night long. He had 368 yards for crying out loud. The air quotes, and I'm tossing up air quotes right now, game manager, so to speak, was slinging darts. Now, in the stupid chat room with my fantasy football league, they were getting, they were riding me saying, oh, Alex Smith can sling the football. No kidding. Okay, hold on. Every quarterback employed in the NFL can sling the football. Anybody with half a brain knows that. But Alex Smith doesn't do that. And he all of a sudden just drop, takes a three-step drop and slings the football and says, watch this. I mean, and he's got weapons at his disposal. Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt, both of those guys just absolutely went off. I mean, this team, I looked at my preseason power rankings. I had the Chiefs at 12. Man, was I underrating them. Ugh. This Chiefs team, again, I don't know what they're going to do, but if they can do this against an elite defense, again, this is me overreacting a little bit to week one. I get it. But they're showing something that I think, Taylor, the biggest thing, obviously the biggest uh, question mark to the whole thing, even though Kareem Hunt is a rookie, Tyreek Hill has never been the number one it's Alex Smith. Is he going to do that every single game? I don't see him continuing with that. This week against the Philadelphia Eagles, against my Eagles, I think they might try to do that with Ronald Darby down for four to six weeks with an ankle. Let me tell you something. Before we get into the Eagles coverage later on, when Darby planted his foot and he went one way and his foot went the other and it was just completely disgusting, and I thought he was done for the year, man. I thought he ripped everything apart in his ankle. No ligament damage, only four to six weeks. Thank you to whatever's watching over us in the sky, if there is anything. Man, so with Darby out... And what we're looking at at cornerback, I think Alex Smith might again try and sling the football. Only time will tell. But, man, Alex Smith said, you guys think I'm a game manager? I can sling it. Kareem Hunt, the guy's a rookie. You never know what to expect from rookies, especially running backs from game one. Holy crap. Kareem Hunt, I mean, I mean, uh, Taylor, I'm forgetting. Who was supposed to be the main running back before Kareem Hunt, uh, he got injured. Wasn't that uh, Spencer Ware? Spencer Ware, yes. And then they also had backup Charkandic, what I'm butchering that first name, but West. Okay. They also had him. So Spencer yeah, Ware. Yeah. Kareem Hunt was an afterthought. Exactly. I mean, technically, and look what he does. 148 yards Geez, again, one game rookie, you can't blow it out of proportion, but he he put the NFL on notice for sure. And lastly, Taylor, I'll let you go. Tyreek Hill, 
For those who didn't see the infographic that they used on Thursday Night Football, they used past Olympic winners in track, and they lined them up. Usain Bolt, obviously number one, fastest man in the world, allegedly, you know, and on down. So they have like eight to ten guys in a row. Tyreek Hill, in high school, was third on that list. Are you kidding me? Ah, the guy has burners for feet, has jet engines for feet. The guy can burn past any cornerback he wants. I don't know if anyone can cover this man. The sky's the limit. I mean, really right now, again, week one, who knows, but I was impressed. Taylor, go ahead. Oh, I was too, and, you know, to piggyback off of your Alex Smith comment, I'm sorry, but he was, quote-unquote, and anybody can argue whatever, but he was a game manager. He was not on Monday. He was the complete opposite, slinging it around. That wasn't the Alex Smith that everybody knows. Nope. And if can he do it all season? I don't think so. I agree. Will he have games that he can? Absolutely. He He's shown that he can. Uh, the proof is in the pudding on that one. Um, against the Patriots' defense, that was supposed to be one of the best, and he completely shredded that. Part of that, I mean, is just, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's the weapons or what, but watching that game, it seemed like the Chiefs throughout the game were throwing out different packages. They were doing these weird different formations that nobody really had seen before from them. And with the weapons that he has, that's that could really burn some teams. Um, showing your complete hand the first game, not saying that was a complete hand, but showing them plays week one of the season might not be the best thing to do. However, they wanted to make a statement week one in New England, in Foxborough, and they absolutely did. If the Chiefs want to beat, I'm going to quote Ric Flair here, if the Chiefs want to be the best, they got to beat the best, and they certainly did with the Patriots. And it definitely opened my eyes. Definitely, uh, Kansas City is a team to be reckoned with now in the AFC, not just the West, but in the whole AFC period. Definitely, and they've shown that if they got to play in New England in the playoffs, they have the confidence now, knowing that they can come in to Foxborough and just go punch for punch with New England. And that and that honestly is what scares me about the Chiefs versus yep. the Eagles this week is that confidence. Both teams are confident over the games that they won. There's no question about that, but that scares me a little bit being an Eagles fan. Before we move on to our next game, the last question I had for you, Taylor, is the big one. I don't know. I haven't heard too many people mention this, so maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit, and I'm not even saying that this is a fact. I'm just tossing it out there. Are we seeing Tom Brady slip, or am I overreacting? If you think he's slipping, I think you might be overreacting. That's kind of what I thought. I, I just, I, in my if, fantasy chat thing, I, I threw it out, and I was told I was overreacting. I made, yep. I made the point. I said, I'm not saying he is. I just, I was more or less making conversation more than anything, but I was just like, 
Tom Brady doesn't look good. It, not to say it that wasn't. he is. I'm just, I'm just tossing it. And you can't. I mean, the Patriots have, <clears throat> excuse me, weapons of their own. Right. But at the same time, those weapons were not playing at the same level as Kansas City's. And Kansas City still has a good defense. But it's just something seemed off with New England. I don't know if this whole I, – I, I can't imagine that a Belichick team would get caught up in a, in a celebration from the Super Bowl that has, that has hung over this long. Agreed. So I don't. I'm not. I'm not ready to say Tom Brady is slipping. Um, I'm gonna have to go a few more weeks. I mean, if he has another, I guess it wasn't a bad game, but if you know this offense is still sputtering uh, this Sunday against New Orleans, then well, maybe we might have to have this discussion a little bit more. I will say though, uh, Rob Gronkowski. I don't know if it was just me, but did he just seem like he was playing in slow motion? Like it, wasn't he like... it wasn't slow motion. Let me tell you what it was. Eric Berry locked him up. Yeah. Eric Berry had him all night. And that's the thing. With Eric Berry being able to cover tight ends, losing him to an Achilles injury, that hurts yep. a hell of a lot. Big time. Oh, Big time. man. I feel bad for Chiefs fans for that fact. Because he locked him up all night. It was crazy. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not to put a bow on this. I'm not. I'm not counting the Patriots out, and I don't think they're losing anything quite yet. Um, but if they come out, even on a longer week, if they come out kind of struggling and sputtering against uh, not so good Saints defense, uh, you might be worried in New England. Then I agree. Next game up, we got Falcons and Bears. I didn't catch too much of this, so Taylor, I'll let you lead. I just got three bullet points I want to make. One, with uh, the running back tandem of uh, uh, Tarek Cohen. Uh, if I'm mispronouncing your first name, my friend, I apologize. And the timeshare that seems to be going on already between Howard and Cohen. I don't like it because I kept Howard in one fantasy league. I don't like it. That um, sucks for you. <laughs> yeah, so number one, I don't like that. But number, but but that aside, being as unbiased as I can be, Cohen looks good. I mean, being able to catch out of the backfield as much as he did, the, the speed that he displayed, especially with the receiving ability with uh, Howard dropping that crucial touchdown pass. Oh, boy. No. that That's not good. Not good for him. Again, Week one, we all get it, but that's not good. The last thing I'll say before I'll let you take over, Taylor, is Mike Glennon's got to go. Mike Glennon is awful. I mean, I get it. Trubisky is is the guy. He, he was the second overall pick in the draft. They want him to learn on the job. How long can that last? I Mike Glennon's awful, and he's... Highway robbery of $15 million. The, the guy's a genius. Taylor, go ahead. I'm not going to say Glenn. It, it, uh, he's not horrible. Did he have some flubbers Sunday? Yes. But he really doesn't. Yeah, who does he have to throw to? Like, really nobody. And the guys that were open seemed to drop the ball. I'm not saying Glennon's like a top-ten quarterback by any means, but his receivers weren't really helping him out much. 
No, the, uh, the reason I really, you know, want, there's a couple reasons why I wanted to talk about this game. One uh, was the running back situation in Chicago. With that two-headed monster where it seems some teams are leaning more that way, uh, with Cohen and Howard, I mean, I, I, I went up after the game and went on the waiver wire and tried to pick up Cohen in all three of my teams. I think I got him in two of them. Um, but uh, – that guy is so good, and I'm not quite saying there's something brewing in Chicago because I don't think there quite is, but if you're a Bears fan, you got to feel a little excited about at least, at the very least, the running back situation. And two, you also got to feel good. You had a chance to win that game against the defending NFC champions. You had a very, very, I mean, you had four chances at the end of the game to get the ball in the end zone and win that, and it didn't happen. I think that speaks kind of volumes of just how good Chicago is or isn't, however you want to say it. But you withstood every punch that Atlanta gave you, and on Atlanta's side of the ball, you kind of got to feel a little nervous, maybe not as nervous as New England because you came away with the win, but... I mean, you only beat the lowly Bears by six points. And it, it, the Matt Ryan will get going again. Julio Jones will start torching people again. But, I, I mean, if you're Atlanta and this is how you start off the season, I mean, you're a little worried that the Bears almost came away with the win on this one. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of why I wanted to touch base on this game is, you know, you talk about the Super Bowl champs in New England. Well, you know, talk about how the NFC champs responded and, yeah, they came away with the W in Chicago, but at the same time, it's just, you know, week one, a lot of rust, whatever you want to say, but it just, Atlanta didn't look the greatest. And I, I mean, I, I think they bounced back against Green Bay this weekend, but I, I don't know. It just, it That's just a seemed tough like. matchup right there. Yeah, it is. But I will say, though, they are opening up the new stadium, the new. Mercedes-Benz Dollars Stadium, but we'll get to that game too later. But let, let me tell you, just on Mercedes-Benz, real quick, while we're on the Falcons, uh, Atlanta United, uh, the MLS team, Major League Soccer, played there. They're they're not capping the stadium at twenty thousand. They're capping at forty five thousand. And on the sixteenth versus Orlando City, they're opening up all seventy thousand seats. What? Yes, 70,000 seats for Orlando City. I think what Arthur Blank is doing with the Falcons and Atlanta United is a is the blueprint, man. And and let me just say this, being in Minnesota and for you Minnesota ites or Minnesota ins or whatever the hell we're called, Minnesota nice people, whatever you want to be called. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Minnesota United, my uh, MLS team, the team I bleed for. Yeah, uh, the Wills had the team until they decided to not make the state and U.S. Bank convertible for soccer, kind of like Blank did. The stadium converts for soccer, the field and the stands and everything. And the Wills said no. They had the team. You know, with how you know, no offense, but how greedy the world is as far as grubby, money-hungry people are nowadays. Uh, the will said no. I don't see the point in that. Just want to let you know. They Wait a, a second. They Wait a, a second. You mean to tell me that they can convert that stadium into anything, even friggin' baseball, which I don't agree with, but that's a whole other thing. 
and they didn't want to put soccer in there. That's that's, the, that, 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 that's the reason why uh, why They're, why McGuire, Polad, and uh, Taylor why they won the franchise. The Wolves had it. They said our only thing is if we're, if you're going to use U.S. Bank, need to make it convertible for soccer. They said no, and they said okay, we'll go with these guys. And thanks, but no thanks. So all right, wow. Yeah, that, well, that was that's, stupid. That's the half of it. But don't they realize, as businessmen, don't they realize that soccer is a very emerging sport in the United States? Some people just, say, just some people just have blinders on, my friends. <sighs> some will say the Wolves are crooks. Yeah, that too. But that that's a whole other thing that yeah, we won't get into. No. All right. No. Up, up <laughs> next. Up next, we got the Packers in Seattle. Taylor, I didn't catch much of this game. I I had stuff going on again, preparing for a new pet in two days. I I and I was cleaning or trying to clean during football, and I just. I didn't get much of this game. This one's all you. Well, if you fell asleep during the first half, I could understand because that was a snooze fest until the end. Um, I Defensive battle, I'm assuming? No, it was just, I don't know. It was, I couldn't even call it that. I just, it was, the two offenses looked very inept. Not to say that a defensive battle is boring. I just mean, you know, not much going on kind of thing. But uh, with Seattle, their offensive line is is kind of a mess right now. Uh, Russell Wilson really couldn't get anything going until the end of the first half when uh, they had the ball deep in their own territory, did two runs. McCarthy called two timeouts. And then next thing you know, oh, shocker, Seattle gets the first down and they start chucking the ball down the field. Um, they ended up with a field goal, but still, I mean, that kind of, that could have set the tone for the game, but Green Bay finally woke up in the second half. Um, Rodgers is going to be Rodgers. And really, I mean, this, this is a Packer team and a Seahawk team that, you know, a lot of people are picking to go to the Super Bowl. Some are picking one of these two teams to win it all. Um, but the way they played on Sunday, it just, it, it, it didn't seem like it, but, uh, I think towards the end of that game, you could see Green Bay's offense really start rolling. Some deep, a deep touchdown pass to Jordy Nelson. Uh, the Packers' defense seemed to, and this might have been because of uh, the very poor offensive line of Seattle, but it seemed like Green Bay's defense was flying around the ball a little bit more uh, on Sunday than I kind of saw last year. Um, so that's definitely encouraging for Packer fans everywhere. But, um, no, this is, I mean, it's going to be a great battle in Atlanta on Sunday night, opening up that new stadium with Atlanta, with Green Bay. I mean, it's, it's, I, I would like to say it's going to be a shootout, but every time I say something like that, it ends up like nine to three or whatever. But, um, no, I think, uh, I, I think Green Bay will finally, that's, that's what it is too. Um, but no, Seattle's offense, they, offensive line, they got to figure something out. Their defense looked good. Um, like I said, a couple deep passes to Nelson. Cobb kind of torched them, but, um, yeah, Seattle was, you know, they're, they're a, a quote unquote sexy pick to make the Super Bowl and they just didn't really show it in Green Bay. And Green Bay is also another quote unquote sexy pick to make the Super Bowl, even win it. And, they showed flashes of that, and at the same time, that that offensive line too kind of 
showed why maybe people are hesitant on it. So I think Green Bay will be fine going forward. Seattle, I think, once they address the offensive line issues and in their running game because they couldn't get anything going, um, I think they will end up being fine. But I think right now Green Bay is just they're kind of a step ahead of everybody else, I guess you could say, with the exception of one other team, which we'll get to later. All right. I mean, uh, and uh, we're kind of jumping around a little bit up and down the box scores here. Everybody apologize for that. Just kind of wrote things down for us to cover. We're going to go into New York Giants versus Dallas Cowboys. Taylor, I'm going to throw a question right off the bat. And instead of letting either of us go at one point, we'll just kind of just tag team this. Is, is this bad Giants or good Cowboys? Whew. Uh, can I say a mix of both? Sure, that's fine. Because that's what I'm going to go with. All right, I mean... I guess more bad Giants than good you. Cowboys, thank I guess you. you could say. I didn't watch much of the game, so I can't really say definitively one way or the other, but... Thank you. And And the people that say, oh, they decimated the Giants... Okay, okay, Cowboys fans, they scored 19 points, okay? Your quarterback your quarterback threw for 270, didn't throw any picks, to my knowledge. Zeke ran for 100-plus, and you score 19 points? That's what you do? Really? That that's, that's the Super Bowl pick right there, according to some. Really? This team... I'm sorry. I'm trying to be as objective as I possibly can. I'll say it for the millionth time. I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan through and through. No way. But I'm being fair. Okay. I'm still not impressed. I'm not. I I want I look at it as bad giants. Now, Dallas, you know, maybe popping off a couple more games, maybe I'll, you know, flip it around a little bit. I'm not. I'm not saying that Dallas is awful. I'm sticking with my pick to say that they won't make the playoffs. I'm sticking with that because I don't see the Giants as being this bad. And with that said, going into the Giants for a second, Taylor Eli Manning looks like he's losing it a little bit. He, he but he also in that vein, he doesn't have a running game. Paul Perkins is not it. Everybody, he's not. Why they continue to roll him out there, and I don't mean to disrespect the guy in any way, but he just, I'm, I don't know how else to put it. He doesn't have it. It's not there. And who are they going to start then? Uh, Darkwa? I mean, uh, okay, no. And then who else? I can't even think of anyone else. Paul Perkins is what they're running with. You can't. You need a balanced attack. Most of the t- more times than not, there are exceptions, but clearly they need a running game to get it going. They need Odell Beckham on the field, obviously. Odell Beckham takes two or three D-backs with him by himself. Without him, not the passing lanes just aren't there. At least that's the way it seemed. And with the Cowboys starting... Two guys who aren't the starters at quarterback, and their defense is, let's be fair, it's not that great. Are, is Dallas 
Giants three points great? No, they're not. This is more, to me, bad Giants than good Cowboys. Again, can that change? Absolutely. But right now, that's the way I see see it. Taylor, finish it off. My question is, like, is how is are the Giants really going to be that much better with Odell Beckham back? Like, is he really going to be a hundred percent right away? I don't know. I dis- I don't think so. I don't I think, think so having either. him out there, even yep. as a decoy, can be yep. Something. And that's that's what I was gonna say. He's gonna be that decoy, so that'll open things up. But like you, you know, like you said, you gotta have some kind of running game. Hell, even Tom Brady had a running game last year. You know, you gotta have something, at least a threat of it, if you want to be successful in the in the NFL. And uh, Paul Perkins, I'm sorry, isn't it? And uh, who's the other one? I can't pronounce his name either. Uh, who's the backup for the Giants? Running back. Sorry, I didn't realize you were addressing me. Oh yeah, uh, that that uh, again, I can't pronounce his name either. His last name is like uh, Darqua. Or yeah, something that's like it. That. Yeah, that was that. Actually, I think that's correct. Very good. I was gonna say I don't know if yeah. I dropped out there for a second, but actually, I did mention him. So yeah, um, that's that's not gonna get it done. And Eli Manning, I think, needs. He needs more help on that offense. Well, the and thing, without, what, they, what they need next year for the Giants, not to interrupt, they need a running back, and they need to address that offensive, offensive line. Because yep. Eli Manning, the, the, the Cowboys have some pass rush. I'll give them that. They have some pass rush. Pass rush. Excuse me. But their best pass rusher, Lawrence, is suspended. He's not there. And they still got to him basically at will it seemed, and Eli Manning got beat up and thrown down. That offensive line and the running back game needs to be addressed. The defense is there. Dallas, for being so great, and they decimated the Giants, only scored 19 points. The defense is fine. It's that offense that struggles. All right, go ahead. No, I, you just made my points for me. I've That's, oh, that's all right. pretty that's much good. what I was going to say, man. Good deal. All right. Uh, case closed. All right, let's move on then. We got, uh, let's see, let me find it. Indianapolis at the Rams. I just want to mention, is Jared Goff that great? Probably, no. Probably not. He played against one of the most inept teams in the league. God, it makes me feel bad for Andrew Luck. He's got a 50-year-old Frank Gore. and a, a, This is how they do Andrew Luck. One of the best talents in... A generation, and they just, uh, oh, offensive line, we just, uh, who cares? So running back, who cares? He, he can do it by himself, who cares? You know, uh, and they traded for, uh, what's his name? Uh, Matt Jones. Oh, they picked him up off waivers. That's right, Matt Jones. They release him before he plays a game. <laughs> you can't even, I can't even make this stuff up. They, they would rather not give Matt Jones a couple of carries and let him get a hang on the offense to see what he's got. But they would, they keep, they keep, I'm going to run with a walker and the football in my basket, Frank Gore. Andrew Luck, I'm sorry. And, and Andrew Luck's not even there. This team is nothing without him. Nothing. If I was, if I was Andrew Luck, I would just say I'm hurt. 
I'm just just put me on high R. I'm not playing. I'm not stepping on this I mean, football he's, field he's, with this team. He's got how much guaranteed money? I mean, he he doesn't technically doesn't have to. He's or, a good football player, but or he can or he can accidentally miss a step going down the stairs and just take Oops. a tum- take a tumble down the stairs. Looks like I'm taking 2017 off. Scott Tolzien, it's your team. Oh no, it was he couldn't uh, even get it. He couldn't even make it through. He half. couldn't even finish the game. They threw in Jacoby Brissett. I mean, the reason I why I even... brought Jer- the reason why I brought Jared Goff just real quick. I see flashes of something. Yep. I don't know what it is, but the people are saying, oh, Jared Goff doesn't have it. Would you give him a year? Uh, whatever happened, Taylor, to giving quarterbacks, say, like, okay, let's just throw Carson Wentz for a second. Carson Wentz, when he started out great, the first four games, you know, he gangbusters, and then he fell off for nine games, about Oh, look, right when Lane Johnson got suspended, oh, imagine that. Oh, his best offensive lineman went down. Imagine that because of PEDs, but we won't get into that. People saying, oh, Carson Wentz doesn't have it. Really? So we're going to base it off of nine games. My point is, to bring it back to Jerry Goff, is that whatever happened to giving rookie quarterbacks, say, three to four years, or technically their entire rookie contract, to see if they have it or they don't. Taylor, whatever happened to that? Whatever happened to just, oh, oh, he's our, he's our number one overall pick. Oh, oh, seven games, oh, he sucks. Really? I've, I think a lot of it has to do with um, the win-now mentality of everybody. True. The unrelenting fan base, the impatient fan base, from all 32 teams. It's not just one, it's everybody. Um, myself included. I have fallen victim to we need to win now. In my older years, I have grown to be a little more patient and you know, wanting people to develop. I understand that, but at the same time, you got you start going like 4 and 12 and then 5 and 11. Like you want to like what the hell? We got to make a change. Something's not right. It's a lot of overreacting, it's a lot of panicking, it's a lot of pressure on the coaches, on pretty much everybody in the organization to, okay, you won four games one year, five games your second, you better win ten this year, you're gone. That's how it is. And I don't know what happened, I don't know why, but it seems like it's the magical third year, everything should get turned around. Right. I, I don't know what it is, but that's for whatever reason the magical number for you got a rookie quarterback. Well, okay, let him let him develop first second year, but by that third year he should have everything figured out. New head coach, okay, well let him get his system in there first second year. By third year, they better be playoff contenders. Right. If they're not, everybody calls for their head. Right. So, I mean, it's 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 that whole win now. We got to win now. And the biggest thing, too, is that for me, the only thing that I ask out of young players is show me signs of improvement. That's all I ask. Like Carson Wentz in his first game in week one, I almost said he's ready to take that next step. It's one week. I'm overreacting, sure, and I'm a diehard Eagles fan, so you can expect some of that. But that's all I ask. 
out of a young player is show me something. And Jared Goff is showing them something, something that they can get somewhat excited about. Yes, it's against an inept Colts team, but you know what? I'd say their trajectory is pointing upward to a point. They still have Todd Gurley. They still have a very good entire defense, I mean, in my opinion. So I don't think the Rams really have too much to complain about. Yes, they rattled on and just beat down a uh, inept Colts team, but I think this week should be more or less where the median point is. Like, where are we at really? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, I, I can't say that the fan base is going to get impatient because there was probably 120 people at that game. So it's almost like they don't really, I don't know, they're not fully invested in this Los Angeles Ram thing yet. So I think, I mean, that pressure is kind of off of Goff. But I think he, I think this year he's probably going to figure it out a little bit more. And like you said, he's he's showing flashes. And really, with that offense, that's all you can kind of hope for, is that he figures it out. He learns from his mistakes. He shows you flashes of just how good he can be. So, I mean, he'll get it figured out. All right. Uh, up next here on players that I got is rookie quarterback Kaiser for the Cleveland Browns. We talked about in our NFL preview show that sadly got messed up in recording. A glitch happened, as if you read our Facebook, a glitch happened, and uh, we lost the entire thing. But I did say, I just want to say this, and Taylor, you can confirm this, the Cleveland Browns are on the right track. They've got draft picks for days. They've got Isaiah Crowell. They've got Corey Coleman. They've got Kaiser. Their defense is acceptable, I think, as a low point, acceptable, and on the upswing. They've got pieces that they can do something, and Kaiser really showed out. Uh, Let me see. And they played against the Pittsburgh defense. I mean, they're top half in the league, are they not? Oh, yeah. Okay, Uh, right, right. And, And they just missed. They just missed the win. They lost by uh, three. They lost by three. A field goal. And Isaiah Crowell ran for 33 yards. Uh, had him in flex in a fantasy league, but that, that's nor here nor there. Kaiser showed that he can excite a Cleveland fan base that shows up to games with bags over their heads because they've never had a damn thing in their history to cheer about the rotating revolving door carousel of quarterbacks that is the Cleveland Browns the dumpster fire that was the Cleveland Browns maybe I don't have a word for it but maybe Kaiser's the guy maybe again the only reason that I say that is, again, he did it against the Steelers. Is that a a symptom of we don't have tape on Kaiser, all we have is college tape, you know, and I get that. You know, if my father were sitting here and on this show, he would excoriate me for that, and and I get it. Maybe I'm a prisoner of the moment, but Kaiser has something. Does he have the best arm in the world? Well, no. And 
I guess a lot of running quarterbacks don't, but I, I lost my train of thought. Deshaun Kaiser, uh, or Kaiser, I th- maybe I'm mispronouncing his first name. My apologies. I, uh, he's, I lost it. Taylor, go ahead. Well, I'll say one thing, like, <laughs> When did the Browns come back to the NFL? Like ninety nine ish, something yep, late nineties. Ninety nine, yep. And how many quarterbacks have they gone through? A hundred and one, it seems like twenty plus for sure. And how many times have they said this? This is the guy, from Tim Couch to Brady Quinn to everybody in between. Every single exactly. time, even with so, Kelly Holcomb. Exactly. So I am pumping the brakes at. Do I think he's a good player? Could be a great player? Absolutely. I'm going to pump the brakes on this guy. Please do, because I'm Just. being prisoner of the moment. Please yep. do. Pull me, reel me back in. I will reel say one thing. They have the best offensive line player, lineman in Joe Thomas. He's get, He's not getting any younger. No. He's it won't not. be long before he, he, before he retires. And scrolling the, through the old Twitter just now, Pro Football Talk put out an article that says four snaps from 10,000 straight. Browns left tackle Joe Thomas missed practice on Wednesday with a knee injury. Uh Oh, exactly. So, I mean, I'm not saying one player makes that offensive line, but Joe Thomas makes that offensive line. Yeah, yeah, no. You know, I mean, especially it's, I don't know. I, I like, I really hope that Cleveland can turn this thing around. And I really hope that Kaiser within, is the guy. the next 17 years. God, I hope shorter than that. <laughs> for, for I'd, I'd be sake. happy with five. Um, but, no, I think Kaiser is could potentially be the guy as long as they surround him with the pieces. And they, they are slowly doing that. They, have, I, a, right they now, have a competent GM for the first they do. time yep. in in 50 years. Exactly. So, after one week, I'm not going to get too excited about him. But and and he's got a he's got a tough he's got a tough matchup against the Ravens too. Yep. He had a tough matchup first week. He's got to put up this week too. Right right away. Exactly. So. Uh, time will tell, I guess, but I, I, I really hope for Cleveland's sake that this finally, after going through 572 different quarterbacks in the past almost 20 years, that this is finally the guy. Definitely. And lastly, for players, before we get into our individual team coverage, the elephant in the room, Arizona Cardinals, David Johnson, where does this put the Cardinals right now, Taylor? Not good. Because Carson Palmer is horrible. Awful. He, he is old and he is not good. He he doesn't have it anymore. He's not getting any younger. Larry Fitzgerald isn't getting any younger. I don't trust those other receivers. John Brown is hurt. Exactly. And who's the other one? J.J. Nelson? I don't know. You know? Let's see. Uh, it's here. pretty much you got Larry Fitzgerald and Fitzgerald, company. John Brown, Nelson, yep, and Jerron Brown is the fourth guy. I just it's 
That doesn't scare me if I'm a defense. The uh, number the, two quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals is one Drew Stanton. Yippee! He has a great sideline dance. That's about all he's got going for ooh, him. Ooh, and number three is even better, Blaine Gabbert. Yay! Oh, Arizona. Oh, Arizona. I'm sorry. Who's who? Who's going to be the starting running back now? Isn't it Chris Johnson? Didn't they just they resign just him. Resign yeah. him yet? Uh, he might. He was the answer is, like three years ago, but this not. Is no. The classic case of one player makes a team. Andrew Luck syndrome. Without Andrew Luck, the Colts have nothing. Without David Johnson, the Cardinals have nothing. I well, look look at look at that game against Detroit. David Johnson goes out, and I don't think the Cardinals scored after that. And, and their defense fell apart, and Detroit came back with a vengeance. Uh, and Arizona just had no answer. They didn't know what to do on offense. I mean, this is, this is a case of the Cardinals' defense is going to have to carry them for three months. Ah. Because, and, and that's a tall task. Very. Because I'm not saying the Cardinals' defense is terrible. Excuse me, terrible. But David Johnson, okay, let's say, let's just say worst-case scenario. Two to three months, he's out three months, let's say. You know, and with an injury like that, you know, having to carry the ball, wrist injury, having to carry the ball, being out two to three months means it's severe. He's having surgery. How soon are you going to get right to be able to play at 100% with an injury like that? Some people may say, oh, a wrist isn't important. Every Every body part to an NFL player is important. That's Especially a running back. Exactly. Especially with, a with, with catching it, running back. Yes, with taking those hits and catching the ball, you know, catching the ball in your your uh, your hands. When when you catch the ball, your hands kind of tense up a little bit and kind of jam up, which jams your wrist and jams your elbow. It it all connects everybody. So my point is, three months worst case scenario. How when is David Johnson, if at all, this year? I don't see him being 100%, do you? No, and if it's three months, then you're looking at the beginning of December. You're looking at making a late playoff run. Well, you should know by then if you're going to be able to make a playoff push. And if Arizona, which I don't think they will be, if they're dead in the water out of the playoff race, if I was David Johnson, I'd just shut it down the rest of the year. With with what they showed without David Johnson – they're not going to sniff the playoffs. They're not even That's close. That's what I'm saying. Close. It would take a miracle. So, yeah, if I, if I was him at that point, I'd say, you know what, we'll make a run next year. I don't right. think it's worth right, it. All right, everybody. Taylor's shutting down Luck. He's shutting down David Johnson. He wants to shut down everybody. That's that's a better opportunity for my Vikings, I'll tell you that. Sit on your pile of money, everybody. Just don't play. All right, individual team coverage, Vikings and Eagles. Taylor, do you want to go first or should I? Oh, I can go first. All right, you're up. So, raise your hand if you thought that the Minnesota Vikings would hold the New Orleans Saints to 19 points. Didn't think so. Raise your hand again. I am not raising my hand. Uh, Neither am I. Uh, Raise your hand also if you thought uh, Sam Bradford would have the game of his career that he did on Monday night. My hand is once again not raised. No, my hand is far from raised. But guess what? That I will say one thing about this game. 
and I'm try I I've tried all week not to get too high and too up about this team because I know what happened last year, and I know what has happened every single friggin' year that this Viking team shows us a glimmer of hope. It insert, comes crushing insert, down. Insert loss of life in Pac-Man game sound. <sighs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Had to. That is fair. Now I lost where I was going. Oh, okay, now I got it. All right. The word of <laughs> the word for this game, and I can spell it out like Aaron Rodgers did with the R-E-L-A-X, is encouraging. E-N, encouraging. So I'm not a spelling guy. But the way the offensive line played, especially watching them play in preseason was a joke. But the way they played against a, I'll admit, not-so-good Saints defense. Haphazard. Very much so. But I will I'll say... I'll even give you this. Being a Vikings hater, being in the you middle can't hate, of Vikings... I don't Vikings, know why you hate the Vikings, but... It, it's a, it's a not-liking-home-team kind of thing. The only no, teams I, I, I support are the Wild and my Minnesota United. But again, being a Vikings hater, admittedly, the offensive line played well. I mean... With how they played last year and not really improving the offensive line, getting rid of Alex Boone being a surprise cut after training camp, I mean, everybody was surprised by that one. And look at how they're performing, even without Alex Boone. I think they really surprised last night. Continue on. Well, exactly. And this offensive line, honestly, has not played. I don't think it played together at all preseason because Alex Boone was in there. So I don't think these five guys with, I think, one, two, three new starters. The way they played, it's like they've been playing together for years. And, again, it's not a huge pass rushing. Like, the Saints' defense is not all that good. But you saw last year what the Vikings' offensive line did against not good defenses. If you can give Sam Bradford three, three and a half, almost four seconds in the pocket to throw. He's going to find somebody. Stefan Diggs showed up to play. Adam Thielen is going to be a force to be reckoned with. Kyle Rudolph thankfully got a touchdown for my fantasy team. There, there's one thing before I just, just uh, to interrupt yeah. real quick. There's one thing on the morning show I listen to here in the Twin Cities. Well, I'm in southern Minnesota, but broadcasted from the Twin Cities. That was brought up this morning. When are teams going to realize they need to cover Adam Thielen? I mean, the guy, I get it. The guy came from Mankato, MSU Mankato, Mankato yep. which, it, which is Minnesota State Mankato. It's a, it's a subdivision of Minnesota State University in the town that I actually live in, Mankato, Minnesota. That's where I'm at. So just because of that, he's shown up the last two years. What? what why is he not being covered? And Stephon Diggs, let me tell you something about him. Stephon Diggs, again, everybody expects me to just hate and have my blinders on and everything else. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, Taylor, you can let me know if I'm being fair or not. Stephon Diggs made some great catches. Amazing catches. Uh, exactly. That second Especially, touchdown was amazing. Yes, yes. That's what I was going to bring up. Yes. I wanted to bring up that touchdown catch. You know, and the Saints defender, you know, is low to the ground signaling for no catch or whatever. And I'm sitting there watching my TV, and I go, 
he got both feet down. What what are you what are you talking about? Right. He hung onto the ball. He got both feet down. Like, are are we watching the same? I I don't understand. You're you're two feet away, and I'm watching on a TV. So I. Uh, never mind. I, I just I was flabbergasted by it. But again, that's how athletes react. I get it. Blah blah blah. All right. I just want to mention Thielen and Diggs. Continue on. Oh, well, Thielen. Like you would think after last year, that the Saints would be like, hey, maybe we should put a body on this guy. But I mean, that think? guy torched that secondary. And if they did put a body on him, well, there's Stephon Diggs. There's. Oh my gosh, we have an awesome running back again, Dalvin Cook, who broke what was it, the season opening rookie rushing record for most yards in a game with 127 which against Adrian held, Peterson. Before, which was held by one Adrian Peterson. Who played on the Saints, who really didn't play all that much, who, if you watch he the game, was, carries. was barking at Sean Payton. And that, that, oh, that was like the, the, Cherry on top, the icing on that that was amazing. And and here, just uh, let me interrupt and ask you one more question here, real quick. So Peterson signs for the Saints. He yep. signs the day before the draft. Yep. You know, and free agency opened March eighth this year. You know, yep. draft draft is in May, so he's holding out. He thinks he's a twelve million dollar player. Blah 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 blah. Holding out because he thinks I'm thirty two and I deserve this money. Blah blah yada 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 yada. Oh, I beat my kids with sticks. Yada yada. Uh, what does he think he deserves? What does he expect to do? Number one, Saints don't run the ball that much. When they do, they have a power back in Mark Ingram. They have a change of pace scat back and Elvin Kamara there's no space for him there's no place for him there's no space for him what does he expect this is a classic case of the entitled athlete going me 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 play me 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 and Sean Payton going do you do, I, I I'm I'm confused do you make the game plan or do I you know are you the coach or, or am I you know I Adrian Peterson drives me out of my mind. Continue. Well, with that, like those running backs for the Saints, you have to catch the ball out of the backfield. That's just yes, how that offense, do. and Peterson cannot do that. Ingram but and why, Kamara can both do that. Why in the world would you think you could go into New Orleans and be the guy? No way in hell could you think that you could go to New When he signed that deal... I said the exact same thing. Why in the hell do you think what, – what do you think you're going to do, change that entire offense? Because that's uh, honest, not going to happen. Like, I don't God, get it. Honest to God, and I'll give him credit, just the smidgen of credit for this reason, and, and this is – and maybe I'm actually doing this in a backhanded way, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it in my mind. He did it because he had nowhere else to go. He wanted yes. the money. He wanted the money. He had nowhere else to go. And, I mean, to pull back the fourth wall a little bit, I mean, he's got, like, like what, six baby mamas he's got to take care of, you know, nudge, oh, nudge. I think more than ribs. that. I think more than I that. I can't but... remember how many kids he has, but, you know, he's got that going on. Not to talk about his personal life, but it is out there. It is known. Maybe that was the reason that he took the money because, I don't know, I'm not saying he's broke, but I just – you never know what someone's motivations are. He took the deal because that was really the, I mean, 
if we think back on it, that was the only one that was on the table. I mean, to my knowledge, it was either yeah, that or you get bounced from the league. I mean, really? I think what I think he went into panic mode too when yeah, Marshawn Lynch came out of retirement and Oakland snatched him up. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh crap! Like this dude didn't play at all last year." And you know and what? They're going to sign him, or what? What the hell am I going to do? Who's going to sign me? When Seattle thought about him, if he would have came down from his asking price, then yep. he could have got the same deal that Lacey got. And he that would have been had... a better fit. That would have been a totally yes. better fit then. Yes. He could have had the deal that Lacey got, but no. Once again, big-headed athlete, you know, big, soft, tattooed millionaire, using uh, an Alexi Alexi Lawless quote. I'm going to steal that one real quick. He just he didn't get his head on straight until it was too late. That was it. Until it was too late, people all around him say, look around you. You get what I'm saying? I'm done. I'm glad he had a shitty game. Anyway. <laughs> me, me, too, me too. You know what? Me too. That's all I'm going to say. But, no, honestly, to to wrap up the Vikings here, and I know you, you're you a big Sam Bradford guy. I know that. And I say that sarcastically because you're, I'm guessing, you better, far from it. You better be. But I will say one thing. One, is he going to play like this all year? Absolutely not. Hell two. no. Two. That might not be the case. However, he's got one hell of a running back behind him now in Dalvin Cook. The explosiveness, uh, he could catch the ball out of the backfield. And the way he can, like, I, I don't know how he squirted through some of these holes and got five yards that he should have been, like, tackled in the backfield for a loss of two. Mm -hmm. Like, it's... That's why I said this. The, the word from I get from this game is encouraging. Because I'm, I'm not going to try and get too high on the on this team because they're just going to let me down. I'm sure. But the way the defense played, the way the offense played, like all around special teams, everything. That was probably one of the best all around Viking games I've seen in a long time. Which is why this is encouraging. Moving forward. They have the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh on Sunday. You want a great test to see how good your offense is? You get to go up against the likes of T.J. Watt and everybody else on that defense. You want to see how good your corners are? Go up one-on-one -on -one Xavier Rhodes against Antonio Brown. This will be a really good early season test on just how well this Minnesota Vikings team is going to be this year. They, If they can go into Pittsburgh and steal it, this could be a really fun year, hopefully without a letdown. But I want to see how they play against a team like Pittsburgh and how they bounce back from this win, especially on a short week, and see what they can do against the Steelers. All right, we shall move into our final team coverage, and then move into our power rankings, our weekly picks, and then our final segment for the night. Okay, Eagles versus Redskins. Man, I was pumped up for this, wearing my Carson Wentz jersey, my Eagles hat. I didn't care if I screwed up my Mohawk on Sunday. I was pumped up. I was ready to go. Carson Wentz came out and showed 
that he is ready to take the next step. At least, as I said earlier, I said that out loud. I said it pretty dang early, too. 26 of 39, 307 yards, two TDs, and an interception that never should have happened. That interception was terrible. He threw it right to Ryan Kerrigan. But other than that, other than that and one back pass to Nelson Aguilar uh, toward the outside, which counted as a fumble against Carson Wentz, I don't understand because Aguilar got his hands on it and he tipped it in the air because, I'll admit, the throw was high. I'm not a Carson Wentz apologist. I'll, I'll call him out when I need to. The, the throw was high. I mean, Wentz could have easily have thrown it right in the numbers. Aguilar catches it and runs with it. It's not Aguilar's complete fault. It was both of their faults. So I don't understand how that fumble happened to him. But either way, Carson Wentz looks like the real deal. Let's see here. Let's move down to some receiving stats. Excuse me. We're talking about Carson Wentz, Zach Ertz, the big security blanket, the big tight end, eight receptions for 93 yards. Zach Ertz, Taylor, I, I want to see him break 1,000 yards. He had, almost, he had 900 and some last year, or maybe just a tick under 900. I can't really remember. I want to see him break 1,000. He can be Tony Gonzalez. He can be. I want to see him break 1,000 yards. Because, I mean, without Jordan Matthews, that takes some away. Elshon Jeffrey is still getting acclimated to the offense. Only got three catches for 38 yards. Seven targets, so maybe Carson Wentz has got to get it in there a little bit. He's still getting acclimated. Torrey Smith had a surefire touchdown when he absolutely burnt uh, Breland on one play, I think it was. It might have been, uh, oh, no, 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 it was Josh Norman. That's right, because Breland took Jeffrey, and Josh Norman, for some reason, Mr. Josh Norman, best cornerback in the game, allegedly, never once shadowed Jeffrey. Hmm, wonder why that is. But we'll let that go. Torrey Smith had a touchdown. Carson Wentz just overthrew him just a touch, and just two yards in front of him, Elsha, or, uh, Torrey Smith reached out, couldn't get it. That wasn't Smith's fault. He was running as fast as he possibly could. That one was on Wentz. Darren Sproles, uh, he said that this is going to be his last year. Darren Sproles was in bubble wrap all preseason. <clears throat> Excuse me in bubble wrap all preseason for this reason. He's not going to run the ball very much. That's going to be LeGarrette Blunt, Smallwood, and possibly Clement. He's going to get a couple of rushes, but that's going to be it. He's going to be primary a receiver, and that was shown out in the first game. Five receptions for, 30, for 43 yards, eight targets. Nelson Aguilar, the guy that I praised in his first year, and everybody said that I was crazy. The only, re- the only problem was is that two things. One, he was on the outside. And two, he, wasn't, he didn't have a fire lit under his butt and said that you might get cut if you don't get your head on straight. And boy, did he show it. Sure, is it one game, but he's been showing it in practice, and he showed it in an actual game that matters. Nelson Aguilar, six receptions, 86 yards on eight targets. And this proves full well that they're going to throw the hell out of the ball 
for the simple fact that going into criticism time, kind of like I did Carson Wentz, the run game just isn't there. 24 carries, only on 58 yards. Let me scroll up here a bit. LeGarrette Blunt had 14 of those carries, only on 46 yards, a 3.3-yard average. That is not going to cut it. LeGarrette Blunt all preseason looked slow. He looked old. He looked tired. And maybe how many carries the Patriots gave him last year took something away from him. I don't know. But it's got to be better. The entire team has to be better. LeGarrette Blunt is going to get the majority of the carries. They're going to use Smallwood. They're going to use Sproles. They might toss Clement in there. But LeGarrette Blunt is going to get the majority, and he's got to be better. Carson Wentz, is go- they're going to throw the hell out of the ball. Everybody knows that. But LeGarrette Blunt needs to be able to show a flash of some semblance of ability to take something off of Carson Wentz so they don't just play prevent or throw eight D-backs and just run them all backwards and say, we'll make, we'll make you run the ball. I mean, you know, what I, you know what I'm saying, Taylor? You have to have a balanced attack or at least someone capable of running the ball, and they didn't show that. Is it one game? Yes, but I expect you to be ready by the first game of the season. Like, Garrett Blunt has to be better. Running game has to be better to take some pressure off Carson Wentz. On the defensive side of the ball, oh, this was so sweet. I heard all week, oh, Kirk Cousins is a is an eagle killer. He oh he's four and one in his career against the Eagles. Blah 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 blah. Shut up. Shut up. He did nothing. Did nothing. Was completely on not on the same page with his receivers all day. And why was that? The Eagles shut him down. Ronald Darby, as I mentioned, got got uh, injured, he went one way, his foot went the other way, gross, hashtag gross, he, uh, he was out early in the first quarter, I thought, wait a minute, um, our, uh, not Sidney Jones, he's still got an Achilles injury, he might not play the entire year, our other uh, rookie cornerback, he was inactive, I said, Who, who's it going to be, uh, the, uh, uh, all of a sudden, I'm Gonna look at the depth chart here really quick. Bear with Great me. Art. Insert Jeopardy music. Where's Alex Trebek when you yeah, need him? Ex- exactly. And here we go. Uh, I want to get this guy's first name. Patrick Robinson. There we go. Patrick Robinson. I didn't know too much about him. 2010 first round pick, 32nd overall by the New Orleans Saints. Okay. The guy's a first-round talent, apparently. Didn't know too much about him. A season out of Florida State. I didn't know what to expect. Actually, I was thinking they should bring Malcolm Jenkins down to cornerback because he has a ton of experience there, also with the New Orleans Saints. Before he transitioned to safety, he played corner. So, in a pinch, they could do that if needed. Patrick Robinson... Definitely held his own, and man, I am so glad for that, because when Darby went down, I thought ligament damage, I thought he could possibly be out the entire year. 
Thank God he's not. Patrick Robinson showed his worth. I wasn't sure what to expect from him. He showed, he says, you know what? You can slot me in, and I will hold down my end. The pass rush, oh, so sweet. So sweet to see Kirk Cousins have happy feet. So great. Let me uh, backtrack to my box score here. Uh, whoops, one more. I can really tell you like Kirk Cousins a lot. Oh, whoa. All right, let's whoa. see here. <laughs> whoa, this guy. Oh. All right, let's wow. see here. My, my bad. Uh, I should probably uh, edit. I should probably edit that out. Okay. Uh, one. I don't. I don't one, think you'd be one. saying you like that after. Oh, he right. might. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Who Who knows what he's into? All right. One nineteen. We'll try and edit that out. My bad, everybody. I got a little overzealous there. All right. Trying to be professional and on the up and up, and I can slip. You know, you slip up every once in a while. You know, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. The Eagles had four sacks, 7.5 tackles for a loss. Uh, let's see, four passes defended, eight QB hits, and two, wait, is that two? Are you sure? And two defensive touchdowns. Jalen Mills picked off Kirk Cousins. Jalen Mills, the seventh-round pick last year, I was a little scared about Jalen Mills. I just you know seventh round pick you never know what you're gonna get it's it's not it's not Jalen Mills it's just it's just the thing of it Jalen Mills I watched him a little bit in training camp when he was mic'd up they had the camera on him the whole time while he was mic'd up he's taking a leadership role in his second year I really like that and he's definitely stepping up and especially last but not least that last play. Kirk Cousins has one play left. He drops back, and he gets the ball knocked out of his hand, and everybody goes, his arm was coming forward, blah, blah, blah. Oh, blah, his blah, arm blah. was coming forward. You, you know what? And it that may was. be. And that may be. But well, it like, call it that way. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. Like they, like, the broadcast, like they said on the broadcast, that a lot of those times in 50-50 situations, the call is going to stand. I'm sorry, that was not a 50-50. That was a 99-1. His arm was going forward. Fair enough. And I'm just even, saying. And let's just say, and again, being objective, let's say it's overturned. Let's say. Just let's say it's overturned. I don't think he had enough time to get down the field and score either way. But still, that's, that's a blown call. Right, and right, and I'm admitting that that that's fair. Still, quarterback killer got slayed himself. The mighty dragon that swats at eagles. The white, the white knight, or the black knight, or whatever you want to call it took his sword and stuck it right in his chest, yanked it out as blood's gushing every which way, and says, you like that? You like that? You know what I do when we get to slap Kirk Cousins and beat down that team in Washington whose name I just will not utter because it's offensive to some people, and you know what? I'll, I'll just go with that. That team in Washington, you like that? Well, you're going to have to because you're 0-1. Uh, done. 
Tell me how you really feel. I have a question, though. Please. How, what What do you think about the Eagles' backfield? Like, who do you think, is there going to be one player that finally emerges as the guy? Like I, like I mentioned in the beginning, Garrett Blunt's going to get majority. I mean, that's a fact. But is but he, man, like, really the guy? And that's another thing I'm, I want to leave he's, into, he's too, gonna, he's, he's, he's going to have to be. But, you know, they're going to use Smallwood a little bit. They're going to use Sproles maybe three times. And Clement, I think, eventually is going to get some carries. But if Blunt can't get it done, I mean, you got to throw somebody else in to start. You can't just keep giving him opportunities if he can't get it done. It's been one game. You know, I don't want to overreact. I think maybe he can get his feet straight under him, but we'll see what happens. That's fair. That's you, you fair. Did, you mentioned Clement? Yes, because he is a Wisconsin boy, and okay, he was a very good – well, he was very good in Wisconsin. So I just want to get your thoughts because I – since he's been in Philadelphia, I haven't really been able to watch him play. In the preseason, he looked really, really good. Again, preseason means nothing, yada, yada, yada. He looked really good. I think, you know, even with Sproles, Sproles getting three, four carries a game, I say take a couple of carries away from Smallwood, away from Sproles, and give them to Clement. I don't know if Pedersen's ready to do that. I don't know if Wright is ready to do that. But I would like to see it. I saw Clement playing on special teams on Sunday, so I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be playing both special teams and offense, but I think he deserves a shot. Is he going to be starting over LeGarrette Blunt? Probably not, but I like what I've seen so far. Good enough to be future running back of the Eagles? Uh, like featured, future? Uh, not not going about, that far yet. Yeah, I don't know about that. Like, let's wait until he gets some games that matter action because I just, uh, I don't know if any of the four backs are the guy. We'll just put it that way. I have no idea. That's fair. All we right. got to wait. All right. Up next, power rankings. We're doing bottom five and top five, plus our teams and mentioning Dallas because I'm going to get asked about it. I will go first. Bottom five. Taylor, do you want to go 28-32 or 32-28? Uh, what, well, God, what's the best way to go with that one? Probably I don't know. 20, probably 28-32 to say, oh, this team's the worst. Yeah, I think we all know who that is, though. All right, well, we'll, we'll see if we <laughs> we'll can surprise each other. We'll see. All right. all right, 28, I got the Browns. 29, I got the Jags. 30, I got the 49ers. 31, I got the Jets. And 32, Ooh. I have the Colts. Ooh, okay. All right. See, with, like, these five teams, I don't they know. Might I feel... ping-ponging them around each yeah. week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I feel like my rankings, and I, I can't speak for you, but with mine, both bottom five and top five each week, man, they're going to fluctuate like crazy until we get down towards, what, probably – Late November, December. They might. But right now, well, that's the way mine are. And I cannot, not that I can see into the future, but I can see into the future that that's going to happen. So, with 28, I have the Cardinals. 29, I got the Browns. 30, I got the Niners. 31, Colts. And 32, Jets. I thought about putting the Colts last as well, but 
the Jets will hang on to that for one more week. All right, I was going to say that the Colts are so inept, I just had to throw yeah, them. Yeah, I know. I, wanted I thought to go about Jets that, too. Last. I wanted to. I thought hard about it, and I was like, you know what? They did. They played so bad that I just think you can't. The de- their defense is terrible. Their offense has nothing. I, ugh. I figured. I, I figured. Last I would... week when we recorded our NFL preview show, I said the Jets were less than nothing. What does that make the Colts? <laughs> I don't even want to know. Oh man, I yeah, I can't even imagine that. All right, let's move on to top five. We'll go from five to one. Since I went first with bottom five, Taylor, you go first. Oh, this should be fun. Number five, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Number, I'm going to get a lot of crap for this one. Oh, God. Number four, I have the Minnesota Vikings. Number three, shut up, they look really good. Number three, I have the Green Bay Packers. Number two, the Oakland Raiders. And coming at number one, I said it earlier, to be the best, woo, you got to beat the best, Kansas City Chiefs. I know, that's how great I am. He's left me speechless. I thought about putting the Vikings number one. I opened my... But I can't get too high on them. I'll put them four then. When I get a soundboard in here, I'm getting that Pac-Man sound. I'm getting That's that. Ready. I'm just getting that rigged up, ready to go. The Chiefs number one. Wow, Taylor hey. throwing fire. Wow. Hey, they look good. They beat. Hey, no, I hear they you. Went into I New hear England. you. They look damn. They're the best looking team. Vikings are right up there, but they're the best looking team right now. I'll admit, I have the Chiefs in my five. I just I want to see one more game. You know what I'm saying? Fair, but this is, yeah. All right, all right. No, I, I hear you. No, fair enough. All right, five, I have the Chiefs. Okay. Four, I've got the Patriots. Three, I've got the Raiders. Two, the Steelers. And number one, Taylor's going to have a heart attack, the Green Bay Packers. I... Uh, well, you're wrong. So. Oh, okay. All right. I'm just automatically wrong. Okay. See. See. Now, I now in Whatever, covering, I I don't know. covering the Cowboys. Okay. I was able to keep my mind about me. Taylor's just like, yeah, the the Packers screw them. Ah, oh, they're not even in the top five. Screw them. I have the Packers. The Packers I are know, top five. Shit. I know. I'm don't kidding. lie to the people. I'll admit. I'll admit. Now, before before we went on air here. Hold up. Okay. I, yeah. Go ahead. I, I was struggling with Steelers or Packers, flipping those two. I, I, For I'll number admit one. I, yes. I was struggling the with Steelers that. The Steelers almost lost to the Browns. I get that, but I their offense is. I, I get it. I get it. I just, like I said, I thought about it, about flipping them, but I didn't. I didn't. Okay, where would you put the Eagles? Six? I, I, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. okay. So my, my, like I said, covering Dallas Eagles and Vikings, since those are our two teams, and got to mention Dallas because I'm going to get hate for it if I don't. Dallas is actually number six. Eagles oh, are at... Yeah. 
Eagles are at number eight. Oof. And I have the Vikings at 12. Oh, I'm kidding. Hey, I had them at 17 in preseason, and I bumped them up five. Five spots. I, did, I, did you watch that game? Yes, I did. They're worthy again, of a top, top no, 10 no, at least. No, no, because, again, like, like you said yourself, <sighs> the Saints' defense isn't anything to write home about. No, who are, who but, are the Vikings playing? Who but, are the Vikings playing this week? Who are they but, playing? The Steelers. Okay, but. they show out against the Steelers and they win that game against that offense. We'll have a discussion. We'll have a different discussion next week if they can do it. But if you remember last year, they played against some really bad defenses and played really, really bad. And out. Slinging Sam Bradford looked pretty good. That's all I'm saying. After well, one you. week. I get you. I'm just they, saying I need. They should be a top eight team. I need one more. I need one, one more. more. And then the Eagles being bumped up from 13 to number eight is division games are always tough. Division games suck. I'll Especially give you that, Especially yeah. in the NFC East, man. We said toughest it last week. Toughest division in football. Thank you. It they it blows. I don't every, care how how bad single... the I don't care how bad the Giants play. That's not indicative of how they're going to play all year. Exactly. All and, four and those... teams, top to bottom, are going to be they're going to beat each other up. You can steal one on the road in that division. You're looking. You're doing something good. Absolutely. Like I said, six for Dallas. And look, like I said, everybody goes, oh, you're just a Dallas hater. I'd put them above the Eagles, okay? What do you want from me? I think, I'm again, think I'm being fair. Hey, I put, right. I put the Packers ahead of the Vikings. Oh, see, spot, like, but... I said, I, like I said, Taylor, I'm not, I'm not getting on you about your rankings, man. That's fair. All right, power rankings are done. We will be back with those again next week. Two more segments here for you. Last NFL segment of the week, weekly picks. Okay, Thursday night, September 14th, tomorrow night, Houston Texans at Cincinnati Bengals. I will start. I will take the Texans. Today, the Houston Texans announced that Deshaun Watson will start tomorrow night. That's the best move they can make. Absolutely. I hate these Thursday night short week games because they're usually garbage. <sighs> Who'd you pick, Houston? Texans. I can't go again. I, I'll pick Houston as well. Okay. Up next, Cleveland at Baltimore. You're ups. Mm, I'm going to go with Baltimore. I will also choose Baltimore. Up next, Buffalo at Panthers. I will take the Panthers. I will also take the Panthers. They look pretty good against San Francisco. This might be the Carolina team of all. You realize what you just said? They look good yep. against San Francisco. I know. Hey, they look like shit against them last year. Cardinals at Indianapolis. Indianapolis is inept. No David Johnson. Wait, I, actually, <sighs> you know what? You going with the Colts? I'm struggling ah, man, not to, tough. especially at home. I good. Uh, 
Cardinals. Uh, can't do it. Jesus. Um, I want to pull the trigger on the Colts so bad, but I can't either. All right, Cardinals, we are simpatico all the way down so far. Last week we had five differences. Tennessee at Jacksonville. I will take the Titans. I don't. I can't see Tennessee start knowing two. Jacksonville give them a run for their money, but the Titans pull this one out. Okay. If I could spell, that'd be nice. There we go. Eagles at Kansas City. Kansas City, show me something. Eagles will start two and zero. Oh, you're going to be a sad, sad Eagles fan. I'm picking the Chiefs. Might need to stop by MGM just for a bottle, just in case. Hey, kudos to Minnesota for being able to sell liquor on Sundays now. Way to get with the times. Only took forever. 192 years. Out of the dark ages, everybody. Hoo-ah. New England at New Orleans. Patriots can't be this bad. I'm taking the Patriots. Oh, Tom Brady's pissed off. I'm taking the Patriots as well. Up next, Minnesota at Pittsburgh. This is your team, Taylor, so once again, I will go first. I'm taking the Steelers. (laughs) You're going to be wrong again, Vikings. All right. Vikings, book it. Shocker. I'm just kidding. kidding. Chicago at Tampa Bay. Taylor, go ahead. Uh, Chicago had some flashes of brilliance, but Tampa Bay comes out storming on this one. I'm going with the Buccaneers. I like Jameis Winston. I I like him this year. I don't know why. No, I agree. There's something about him. I don't know. I'm going to go upset city. I'm going to say Bears. All right. Up next, Miami at the Chargers. I don't know. I don't know. I will. (sighs) Dolphins, Jake Cutler, Chargers. Flip a coin, Chargers. I'm gonna actually say the Chargers too. They that they lost. I mean, that was a cruel way to lose. They can't lose again. Jets <laughs> at Raiders. I will take the Raiders. Yeah, Raiders. Obviously. There's no yeah. Who's their Who's the Jets starting quarterback? Bryce Petty. Is it? I don't know. No, it's not. I'm just kidding. Oh. No, it's not. I, <laughs> Even I knew that. <laughs> I don't know. Who is the starting quarterback? Uh, Might as well throw us in there. Yeah, exactly. Josh McCown is. That's all you need to say is just McCown and everybody laughs. No offense, Josh, but just, you know, the hand you were dealt. Sorry, my friend. Dallas at Broncos. I will take the Broncos. I will take Wait. Cowboys have Zeke? No. As of right now. Yeah, they do, right? Yes, as of right now. Cowboys. Okay. 
that Washington team versus at the Rams. Ooh. I'm going to take the Rams. Really? Now, is this because you hate Washington so much? No, I just okay. think that that defense is going to stifle Kirk Cousins. Nah. And, and, their, and their run game leaves a lot to be desired, at least la- what last week showed. I'll go with Washington. Okay. San Francisco at Seattle. Seahawks, obviously. Seattle. Sunday Night Football, Green Bay at the Falcons. I'm going to take the Falcons. I think it'll be a very entertaining game. It should be a very entertaining game. Mercedes-Benz is going to be loud. Here's a, here's a fun fact about that stadium. So where I work, we, we ma- manufacture doors, right? Yes. We manufactured the doors, I believe, for that new stadium. Lane claim to fame, everybody. There you go. And also, apparently, they put some new ones in Lambeau Field. We made them for that, too. Kind of like stadium name drop, I guess. But I'm going to go with the Falcons. Lane claim to fame. All right, Falcons. And finally... Monday Night Football, Detroit at the Giants. The Giants aren't, well, without Odell Beckham, does he really make that much of a difference? No run game. I'm going to go the Lions. Odell might play, won't he? Maybe. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't, but again, how, how healthy is he? 75%, I'm saying. Um... I'd like to say the Giants don't start 0-2, but I'm going to say the Giants start 0-2. I'll take Detroit. Okay. Those are our weekly picks, everybody. And if I am counting correctly, we once again have five differences. Oh, God. It seemed like more than that. Oh, just, just like in week one, <sighs> we have five differences. All right. Well... Great minds think alike. I don't know. There we go, everybody. Last week I was eight and six. Taylor was nine and nine and wait, eight and six, nine and six. That doesn't make sense. Nine and five. That would. There you go. Give, come on, get. So I'm winning. Yes. Yes. I'm winning. Sixty percent to fifty-three percent. With I will write down at the bottom five differences. Okay. Taylor is up by one going into week two for Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio bragging rights. One final segment for you guys, everybody. The big anticipated boxing match of the ages. Wait a Conor, second. Did Conor we have Conor, that the other we had that Conor the other McGregor week? and Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> who? You're talking to a boxing no. aficionado here. I don't know Conor about McGregor that. McGregor and Floyd Mayweather who? We got two titans <laughs> with bricks for hands. Gennady Golovkin versus Saul Canelo Alvarez. 
Gennady Golovkin is 37-0 and with 33 KOs. Saul Canelo Alvarez is 39-1, and the one loss to one Floyd Mayweather with 34 KOs. Now, this one is going to be just... At, I want to say somebody has to fall. You heard those KO numbers. Literally, total, they have 67 KOs between them. Someone has to fall. I don't know. Because both of these guys are technically sound. And people say, but people will say, but Blake, if you look at their, if, if their fight history, they fought tomato cans. Really? Okay, let, let's go down this just a little bit, shall we? Gennady Golovkin. Matthew Macklin, who's now retired, was is thirty was thirty five and six in his career. Matthew Macklin is he a world beater? No, but he was decent. Marco Rubio, not the senator from Florida. Let's pump the brakes. Oh, he's the a bo- boxer too. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Well, huh? Actually, I forgot to write down the guy's middle name to distinguish him, so that's my fault. The boxer Marco Rubio, fifty nine eight and one. Is he a world beater? Again, no. He fought Kelly Pavlik a couple of years ago, a couple of fights before. One of my favorites of all time, Kelly Pavlik, retired, was one of the great middleweights, one of the greatest middleweights that I have ever seen. Willie Monroe Jr., 21-2, and will actually be fighting for a title against Billy Joel Saunders. Billy Joel Saunders is a great fighter in his own right. Uh, Gennady Golovkin, about two or three fights ago, fought David Lemieux. Lemieux was is 38-3, and three, fought a very outmatched Dominic Wade. Dominic Wade was on the huge upswing, had a great upward trajectory until he fought one Gennady Golovkin and got abused, is 18-1. and one. Ever since he fought Gennady Golovkin last year, I funny enough, Dominic Wade hasn't stepped into the ring since, but is still active. And lastly, Daniel Jacobs, 32-2. and Now, for those of you who are boxing fans, will know that Daniel Jacobs fought Gennady Golovkin earlier this year. And some say that Daniel Jacobs was robbed of a win. I'm in the middle to say I don't know. I scored it for Golovkin... But that's not the point. If you watch the tape of the fight of Jacobs versus Golovkin, and Alvarez did, I can guarantee you that, Daniel Jacobs laid out the the blueprint of how to beat him. People say Gennady Golovkin, Triple G, is a robot, and that's what he is. He stalks forward. He's a huge middleweight. If you look at him... For a middleweight, which is basically 164 pounds at middleweight, he is huge for that. And when you punch him in the head, his head doesn't move, and he keeps coming forward. He is a freaking android. But Daniel Jacobs possibly has the key, has unlocked the Pandora's box. That is Gennady Golovkin. Will Alvarez use that to his advantage, or will he fight his own game plan? Who knows? Moving on to Canelo's side. For those who say Canelo's never fought anybody, last year he fought Liam Smith, 
a uh, United Kingdom boxer, a British boxer who had a very decent pedigree, came in actually undefeated against Canelo, but turned up 25-1-1, the sole loss to one Canelo Alvarez, Amir Khan. 31-4, and four, Amir Khan, who was a silver medalist in the Olympics, Amir Khan, decent in his own right, kind of picks and chooses his opponents a little too much, kind of a la Floyd Mayweather in his career a little bit. That's up for debate. Austin Trout used to be one of the top ten boxers in the world, 30-3. and three. Miguel Cotto, who's a future boxing Hall of Famer, 41-5. and five. James Kirkland, who was knocking on the doorstep of pound-for-pound pound top 10, 32-2 at one point. And let me try and not butcher this name. Ernson Landy Lara, 24-2-2. Arguably the best light middleweight in the world today, and Canelo beat him. Still considered the best light middleweight today, but again, Canelo's one loss is to the greatest of all time, Floyd Mayweather. Arguably greatest of all time. Don't want to be accused of disrespecting Ali or Tyson or whatever guy that you expect is, or say is the greatest pound-for-pound boxer of all time. Right there, hitting my paper, so you guys can hear that. They've fought... The guys that are available to them and guys that are decent in their own right. Comparing the two, Canelo has the better matchups, has beaten the better guys. I'll give him that. They're pretty much equal on anything that you could look at. Punching power, technicality, speed, I would say that, er, uh, that Canelo has a titch more hand speed. I'll give him that. In building this up in my head, in talking myself into this, I've wanted to say that someone falls. But I can't say that. In the end, I'm going to say that as much as I'm in Golovkin's corner, I'll admit that, as unbiased as I am, because I, when I watch these fights, no matter if my favorite fighters, excuse me, if my favorite fighters are fighting, I watch as a, as a fan, as a spectator, and I throw my favoritism out, out the window. I have to do that with this one, too, because I'll admit I'm a Golovkin fan. Used to be a Canelo fan until he started ducking Golovkin for three years. This fight was supposed to happen three years ago. That said, I'm going to say Canelo wins a decision. Canelo will win by decision this weekend. Yes. McGregor and Floyd Mayweather brought in all the money, the second biggest gate of any sporting event of all time, blah, 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 blah. The best boxing match in years is this Saturday. Knock on my table here. Triple G versus Canelo, three years in the making. Finally, it's going down. This is the boxing fans' boxing match. People's, you know, 
wants to watch Conor McGregor because Conor McGregor talks out of his butt and uh, blah, 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 blah. You know, oh, he's just typing a fight. He doesn't think that he can knock out Floyd Mayweather in two rounds. Blah, 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 blah. This is two top ten, arguably top five, pound for pound. And that is, pound for pound is every weight class. The, the 15 weight classes in boxing, the thousands of boxers, top ten of all of that, arguably top five, are these two men. If this fight doesn't make you a boxing fan or doesn't get you to watch something that these guys have done their entire lives, that it's all they've ever known how to do, I don't know what to tell you. Fireworks will happen this weekend. Winning Canelo Alvarez by decision. Sorry, Triple G. I just, I can't, I can't do it. Got to go with Alvarez. All right, Taylor. Well, I know that you're not a boxing aficionado, unless if you got uh, anything you want to say on that, we shall move on. I am not a boxing guy whatsoever. I haven't been since, uh, not since ESPN used to primarily carry boxing. So this boxing. is uh, this is your. I'm, I'm out of my element if I even right. speak about. All the only right, thing is right. like. <laughs> Every time somebody says Triple G, I think of guys' grocery games. Like, so that's how much I watch boxing. Fair enough. Okay, all right. That's that's all we need to know, ladies and gentlemen. All right, all right. Fair I know enough. Guy Fieri takes girls to Flavor Town. That's about it. And on that note, I don't know really where to go with that other than to say this has been episode 42 of Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio. Wow, what a way to end the show with a Guy Fury reference. Remember, everyone, Skype in Global Dynasty STR, all one word. Find us on Skype, call in, be a guest host for a couple of minutes. Talk about something that we have talked about, bring up something that we haven't talked about, and talk with us, chat with us, debate with us, if you think you can, for a couple of minutes. Join the show, have some fun with both Taylor and I. Email us, BlakeGlobalDynasty at gmail.com, TaylorGlobalDynasty at gmail.com. Email anything that you would like, comments, questions, concerns, or something completely off topic. We will respond to anything and everything. Just email us and we will respond in kind live on the air. Our Facebook, facebook.com slash Global Dynasty STR. Our main hub for everything that we do, all of your sporting news, uh, interactive bits that we've released over the summer, plenty of new things that we got coming up, all of our episodes, anything that you could possibly want and things that are coming down the pike that we have planned all for you at global dynasty at facebook.com slash global dynasty str give us a like on the facebook and help us build global dynasty together last but not least soundcloud.com slash global dynasty str our main hub for all of our episodes 50 plus episodes this one which makes 42 42 numerical episodes plus our special editions makes us over the 50 episode mark. Wow, I never thought I'd get to this. And you know what? I'm not going to ever stop. 
I love doing this for you guys. There may be a couple of weeks where we take a break. We're probably going to take a break again this year over Christmas, over the holidays. You know, everybody's just got to take a little bit of a time off and whatnot, obviously over the holidays, spending time with family and friends and whatnot. But we always will be here every week for you guys. This show will tread on. Everything that you could ever want, all of our episodes, hours of archived audio at your fingertips, in your ears, soundcloud.com slash global dynasty str. Share us with your family, your friends, your coworkers, or people that you just pass on the street. Say, hey, I got my favorite sports podcast that I love that I want to share with you. Let's build Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio together, everybody. And with that, Taylor, any final words before we get out of here? No, I think uh, uh, we said all that we needed to say, and I think... And it did perfectly with Guy Fury references. Well, that's the only way to go out, ain't it? I can't no, argue with not. that, everybody. Well, it's not. It's not. If that's, if that's the way some of you people want to go out, I'm sorry. But, no, I think we saw with week one the excitement and unpredictability of NFL. And, and uh, you know, I think week two will bring more of the same. And uh, for you boxing people out there, there's a great fight on Saturday. So, I mean, there's a lot, a lot to look forward to this weekend. So another yeah. jam-packed, fun-filled weekend that we'll, uh, we'll definitely have to discuss next week. Definitely. All right, on that note, for Taylor Johnson, I'm Blake Plonsky. This has been Episode 42 of Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio. Join us next week for Episode 43, and we are out. Peace! I own everything that comes in my way. Pedal to the metal because I'm strapped for time. Gotta keep my wind from slipping sideways. That's how life goes upon the old. I'm back in my seat Turn up the heat Get the bump in the beat Picking up speed When I don't see police Keeping the screen Cause they be on the creep Street to street We pass it by Moving along in overdrive Spitting freestyles To pass the time Losing my mind The longer the ride Can't put to the side To give it the rest No clothes on my eyes Gotta give it my best Stay in the lines And try not to wreck Straining my neck On this difficult track I gotta stay focused though Fly Never been coasting slow Grind steady on overload Find that stuff On that dope bro. Driving all alone Up on the highway Open opportunity, don't pass me by Try to stay awake up in the right lane Those in trying to keep it open I own everything that comes in my way Pedal to the metal cause I'm strapped for time Gotta keep my wind from slipping sideways That's how life goes on